Welcome in lacrosse fans to the Utah Lax Report. I'm your host, Tim Haslam. This is one of the most data-heavy podcasts that I've ever produced, and I'm super excited. I actually have two different segments uh, talking about the playoffs. My first segment is with Kenzie Christiansen, and she and I go through each bracket on the girls' side. We talk also about her background in lacrosse and uh, get to know her a little bit better. And then the second half of the podcast is the audio from the Game Night Live Rewind show that I did with Dane Lister, that I did with Dane Stewart, and we talk about the the boys' bracket. So uh, a little bit of everything for everyone. Hopefully you take the time to listen to it all, whether you're a, a girls or boys fan or not. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating. And thank you for tuning in. Uh, I got a couple more podcasts coming down the road uh, as as the season, as the playoffs progress, and hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the show, Coach. How are you? Good. It's been good. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for joining me today. Kenzie, fresh off the field after coaching my daughter's third and fourth grade team, and I was able to, to get some of her time. So I, I appreciate you coming on the show to talk a little bit, talk a little uh, girls lacrosse. Yeah, no, it's been a fun day. I've already coached two teams, so... I'm fresh with lacrosse right now. <laughs> there you go. And, and tis the season, right? It's, it's uh, right in the heart of the busy season. It's insanely busy, but super fun to, to you know, be, be involved in the lacrosse community at this point in time. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Let, let's jump into it. W- when did you start playing lacrosse? I started playing uh, lacrosse when I was in second grade. So I played all through elementary, junior high, and into high school. I graduated from Woods Cross High School in 2016. I then went on to play college, and now I'm currently playing for Utah Olympians, which I'm also the director of. (laughs) Okay, very cool. Now, I don't know if a lot of people know what the Utah Olympians are. Explain that team and and what you do. So Utah Olympians is... Uh, It's a post-women's lacrosse team, so 18-plus girls that have just graduated high school, that have graduated college, you know, coaches and moms that haven't played for a while but just want to get back on the field and, you know, play a game. We've played in Hawaii, Arizona, California, several different states. We have a great time, and we just all come together, and uh, whoever can play, we play and get on the field and just have fun. That's awesome. Yeah, I I found out about the team just, just this year, and it's an awesome idea you know, excellent opportunity to get out and, and still play and, but still be competitive. So very cool. You can follow them on Instagram, Utah Olympians and, 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 you know, see what they're up to. What, what's, what's been your favorite kind of stage in this game? You know, you, you've played, you've been a coach, you're an official. What, what are sort of the pros and cons of each of those? Yeah, I love playing. I'm a very positively aggressive person. I'm very active. I love being with a team and working together as a team. So I love playing and just learning myself, but coaching youth is actually my most favorite. I love the competitive level at high school, but seeing the young youth girls all the way from, you know, kindergarten to eighth grade, just jumping on the field for the first time, learning how to play, what a stick is, learning the different parts of the stick, different field positionings. It's just amazing how much sparkle and excitement is in their eyes at each practice as they're learning. So that's what brings me most joy is when girls get on the field like, oh, Kenzie, I I did this drill or I did this play that we learned at practice with that one drill. And that's just so exciting to me that they're, you know, making those connections and, you know, it really puts them in a better positioning for when they finally do get to high school and they know how to play on the flip end. High school is amazing as well. I love the girls because they're so competitive. They're diehards. You know, they care a lot about their schooling first of all, and then just knowing like what a student athlete is and just keep being a, a good player. So that's like coaching the official side. <laughs> I'm a little more new to that one. It's been exciting. It's definitely opened my eyes a lot to the game. I've arrived from Salt Lake City all the way up to Aura. I'm sorry, all the way up to Ogden. No, Logan. I'm sorry, cities. <laughs> from Logan to Salt Lake City. So I've repped a lot of teams and there's been a lot of different skill levels. And it's amazing seeing teams that when I played lacrosse never existed now have a JV and varsity. As a ref, you learn a lot of different things about the rules, how field positioning is, how, you know, team etiquette is, how 
coaches are and where they're supposed to actually stand on the field. That was a big one for me, <laughs> where you're actually supposed to stand on the sidelines. So yeah, no, I love officiating. The other officials have been amazing. Lots of help. Cassie's the head official and she's been spectacular. I've texted her at midnight saying, hey, so this happened at a game and I need, I need some clarification. And she's just been amazing. Like She's been a, a great mentor for me. That's awesome. You know, and, and like you said, you get to know sort of these the actual, you know, by the book rules being an official. And so it is interesting to kind of see which teams are, are kind of by the book and which ones kind of, kind yeah. of aren't. So, and yeah. then you get to travel all over the state, which is, which is always a plus for sure. So. Yeah. I was just actually in Jackson Hole, reffing a couple teams up there. And I took a couple of girls, U14 and U12 team. And I was actually um, ranked number one ref. And for that, me being a first year ref, I was super stoked knowing, you know, that I'm doing well, I'm doing everything I need to do to be a good ref for us here in Utah. So it's been, it's been exciting. <laughs> it's been a journey. Yeah, definitely. And and I really wanted to get you on the show today for a couple of reasons. One is so you could, you know, get, we could get to know each other on and also get uh, your name out there in the lacrosse community. Not that it isn't already, but uh, people get to know you a little better, but also it's playoff time. And, and really I needed help kind of going over some of these teams. I, I've seen a handful of girls teams this year, but not enough that I felt comfortable just talking about it on my own. So I enlisted a true expert in yourself. And, and so thanks for coming on. Let's, let's jump into the playoffs. We, we have this giant division C bracket. What, yeah. what stands out to you in that one? Honestly, seeing some of these newer teams and actually how high they are bracketed in C and B has amazed me. There's been a few teams that have been around for quite a few years. That also amazed me that they are in the C bracket because I've, I've seen them play. I've seen them, their skill level and their spectacular teams. And looking at the C bracket here, we have, you know, Woods Cross is the number one seed, uh, you, you know, your alma mater. They, they were the, the dominant force back in the early, early days of, of Utah girls, high school across. You look at like the number 16 seed is Skyline, who's won yeah. a, a top level championship. Then, you know, to your point, the number two seed is Layton. It's their very first year, right? Yeah. And so you kind of have the gamut, you know, the seven seed is Bing, who used to have a really, really strong program. So mm -hmm. the, the C bracket, just kind of a mix of teams and programs. And that's honestly what I love about the C bracket, you know, should, should be exciting. Let's move to the Division B bracket. Riverton, the one seed, going up against Weber. Then you have Jordan and Juan Diego as the eight and nine seed. Mm -hmm. Timview Pleasant Grove as the four and 13 seed. And American Fork and Maple Mountain finish out that top half of the bracket at five and 12. Mm -hmm. what, what teams, any, any surprises in there? What teams do you like out of that top half? You know, there's been some really amazing teams. I've repped Mountain Crest in a few of their games and just their teamwork and heart they have in the game has been amazing. Just seeing that program grow over the couple of years. I think they're, they're doing pretty spectacular Provo being a program for, I think two years now, like they've, they've started out great. They're kicking start. I think they're going to be a, a high competitor in bracket B Riverton just a couple of years ago, they were at, you know, D1 state finals and, you know, they are, they're a hardworking team. I've coached a few of those girls. I know the head coach, Jocelyn, and Lone Peak. I love Wes. She's the head coach there. Amazing coach. Watching them play is such a clean and classy and talented team that I think they're going to go very far. I think those are going to be some really fun games to watch. American Fork's been, you know, moving down, up and down these last few years as well. And I think it's going to be interesting to really see where bracket B lands this year you know speaking from experience on the boys side typically the b bracket is the most competitive right it's the yeah. teams that are the closest together you look at any of them and and it, it could be really anyone's game you know the 16 seed weber and, and riverton at least through the rpi aren't that far apart you yeah. know obviously obviously time will tell and, and the results exactly. will will show us who's who who finishes strong any, any dark horses, any teams that you see might have a chance, even though they have a, a high seed? I think Juan Diego, I think they're going to do, like, that's an amazing team. Their coach has been phenomenal these last few years. They came to a tournament I hosted last year called Falling Feathers at Skyline, and they dominated. They did so well. I think they're going to be creeping up on us here soon. They're going to be, I think, in next year, bracket A. They're, they're pushing hard, and they're coming up fast. 
Yeah, the Soaring Eagle, definitely a long tradition of, of lacrosse at that school as well. When we look at when we look at the, the A bracket, you know, similar to the boys side, you have the number one team it has been dominant all year, Park City. Yeah. Right. I mean, you could argue that Park City has been dominant for almost a decade. It, before we jump into the, the other matchups, do you see Park City losing this year? Do you see them winning the championship? I, I, I feel like they're going to hold strong, but I feel like they're going to have some hard competition. I think Harriman, I feel like they had a slower start to the year just on the back end with coaches talking through stuff that Harriman's had a little slower start to the year, but they've, they've kicked some butt. So is Sky Ridge with them being such a new program. That coach has just got them going well. And I'm excited to see those three, see where those teams go and if they uh, end up in the championships. Yeah, so that first first game would be Park City West Jordan. West Jordan, I feel, is another team that that came into the season strong. They've got a, a couple great, really great players, you know, so potential to show well there. Tough matchup going up against Park City in the first round. The the other half of that game would be Farmington Fremont. Farmington, a, a brand new program. You know, they were combined with Davis last year. So this is their first mm-hmm. year. Many, many players are brand new and, and they've succeeded. They've only lost one game. It was the first game of the season to West Jordan. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, definitely playing well uh, for them, though. You know, you kind of look at their schedule and go, it, it could have been tougher. Right. And, yeah. and so it'll yeah. be interesting to see how Farmington does against Fremont, who's played uh, a couple of great teams in their own right. You know, playing Davis mm-hmm. twice. They've won an overtime last week, fun game. Then, then, you know, you look at like Brighton and Syracuse, Brighton getting in the four seed. There were, there were times this year, Kenzie, where they were the 10 seed in the yep. RPI because of their schedule. And so the, I think those late season games that they played against Mountain Ridge and Olympus, you know, really helped them against Davis as well, get into that four seed. And then, you, you know, you mentioned Harriman could be a dark horse going up against Alta, two, two historic programs there on the girls' side. You know, and then you look at a, new, a newer program like Mountain Ridge and Ridgeline. Mountain Ridge, the two yeah. seed going up against Ridgeline, you know, ge- geographically very different, mm-hmm. two very new programs. So that should be an interesting game to keep an eye on. Yeah, no, that one I think will be really fun to see with them being, as you said, just newer programs. They both have very different skill sets as their schedule's been this season. So I think I think it's going to be a decent game and that Ridgeline is going to step up to the plate and compete against Mountain Ridge with how well they've been doing. Definitely. And then the the winner of that game will play Davis or Olympus. Again, two teams that have played extremely well this season. You, you know, Olympus undefeated until, you know, just this here at the end, lost by one goal to, to Brighton and then got beat pretty hard by Park City. So, you know, definitely it'll be interesting to see how they come out. You know, do those two losses really affect them or do they just go, you know, put those in the past and, and go after Davis? And then to finish out the bracket, you have number three, Sky Ridge, like we talked about, going up against Corner Canyon. Now, that's a region mm-hmm. matchup. Those two teams have faced each other twice already. Yeah. And so that that should probably go Sky Ridge's way. But, you know, Coach Kenning might have something up his sleeve. We'll see. Yeah. Coach Kenning's an amazing coach. He, he's definitely going to make those girls fight and work hard. And uh, I honestly think it's going to be a great game going against Angie at Sky Ridge. And I think it's going to be fun because I know a few girls that he's coached in the past play for Sky Ridge. And they're gonna they're gonna be some fire, and I that's personally one I'm excited to watch. And then you finish out that that A bracket with Bear River against Waterford, two two interesting programs in their own right. You have Waterford, Heart of the Valley, small small school, then Bear River, one of the most northern teams. Yeah. Bear River coming into these games undefeated, so it should be an interesting matchup there too. We 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 haven't talked about any players. This is a perfect time to segue. You've got at Waterford. Jamison Meyer what what is what makes her so special on the field uh, that's I feel like that's a name that everybody knows Jamison Myers I've heard it through the summers I've seen her play all throughout the season everyone's asking hey have you looked at Jamison's uh, records and how she's doing this season and she's amazing some of the records I've been seeing her poll is that she's you know first of all going to Navy like that's magnificent like that's such a great opportunity for her and she she's killing it on on goals. I think she has like an 80% shot rate and that's just amazing. And I believe it watching her throughout the year and seeing how much drive she has and how much teamwork that she's doing, she's doing well. She's doing awesome. Who were, who were some other players that, that people should keep an eye out for? Maybe if they've never seen girls lacrosse, you know, who, who are some other key stars that, you know, should lead their team uh, deep into the playoffs. I think for Park City is one that I was just looking at. Kendall Kerbish. I think she, just watching her and looking over her stats over the year and 
she's definitely been what Parksy's top player. I was just kind of seeing how they've been matching up with their bracket and she's one of their top players and a big competitor. I feel like, you know, if Jameson and Kendall went up against each other, that would be, I feel like an awesome duo. Like it would just be tight. It'll be competitive. It'll be such talent. And, you know, I think that'd be those two girls going against each other would be an awesome matchup. Absolutely. You know, I, I think, you know, like we talked about in, in my opinion, Park City will, will likely make that championship game. Who, who do you like to be, you know, standing right there with them, going, going toe to toe with them? I'm feeling, I'm feeling Sky Ridge. Yeah, I'm feeling Sky Ridge. I feel like they've had such a new program, but they've had, they've worked so hard that I feel like they're kind of almost like the underdog making their way up. And I would love to see them two face off. That would be an amazing storyline. You have Park City, a historic program, tons of championships are going against basically a new program. And so that would be a, a fun thing to watch, a fun thing to cover. Anything else you want to mention about the playoffs here before we wrap up? I think it's going to be an interesting year. I feel like a lot of teams have rose above a lot of challenges they've hit this year, and it's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm stoked to see how it ends. Me too, you know, and, and that all starts this Saturday as the Class C first round gets underway. And then you go into May 18th or the first round of at the at home sites. You got May 21st, which is a Friday at, for the quarterfinals. The Division A semifinals, May 25th at Bingham High School. And then the finals are all that Friday, May 28th at Layton High School, which favors us being so close. Yep, we'll be there. <laughs> it's easy to get to, which I love. Kenzie, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Best of luck uh, in your endeavors moving forward. And, and again, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Welcome into Game Night Live Rewind and uh, the RPI Reveal discussion. Dane Stewart, please be joined by Tim Haslam. And Tim, boy, brackets came out today. RPA, RPI final standings came out today. There's a whole host of things to talk about in the lacrosse world. And let's, uh, let's dive right into it. We're going to take you through each bracket, the A, B, and C divisions. And let's start with the C division. Tim, this is the most loaded bracket. Uh, every team that was 33rd and, and lower in the RPI in this bracket to play it out. Uh, you look at first round buys in this bracket, bracket and that includes Pleasant Grove, uh, who I, I know that you're, you're high on. Uh, Bear River, Bonneville, Syracuse, Harriman, and Logan in that order getting the first round buys. Uh, Tim, when you saw this C bracket, any thoughts you had uh, around uh, seedings or uh, maybe some interesting first round matchups in some of those lower seeds to keep an eye on? Yeah, you know, like you mentioned, Pleasant Grove, clearly the favorite in, in this bracket. Um, it, it's weird to call a team with a 4-10 and 10 record a favorite, but they play in that tough, uh, tough region, that 6A region with with Corner Canyon, American Fork, Lone Peak, and uh, you, you know their four wins have come over C bracket teams, and so it's it's sort of fair that they're there. Uh, you you look at their four wins; they beat Skyridge twice, they beat Highland 21 to seven, and beat Timpanogos, and so they're they're clearly the favorite. They they played Harriman last night and won 16 to zero. Now I will say with Pleasant Grove. It's which team shows up, and I think Coach Bray Burbage would would acknowledge this as well. I, I saw them losing the Lone Peak fifteen to three at halftime uh, last week. Then the next day they went and played Olympus and and were competitive, and and so that's something to watch as the C bracket goes on is which teams take it seriously and which teams don't, uh, and and so it's kind of hard to predict. But I I really like Bear Rivers team. They've got a great goalie who plays hard. Uh, Bonneville, I, I've watched a couple times, just just a great little team, and Syracuse as well. So it wouldn't surprise me if any of those four uh, happen to be in the in the semifinals. You look at uh, a couple matchups, Judge and, and Utah Military Academy. They're region opponents, and Judge won both of those games, 12-0, 14-1. So, you know, probably a great uh, first-round game there for, for Judge. Springville-Provo, also a region game. Springville won that their uh, regular season matchup, 14-6. So... Couple, couple nice little matchups there, Dane. You know, I'm excited for that. Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, if if Pleasant Grove takes it seriously, then I, I think we'll see them with the trophy. You talked about those top four seeds, Tim, in in this C division, and one of the ones that to me kind of jumped out. I know, you know, you're big on on Pleasant Grove. I thought Syracuse, you know, being a four seed, I know they'd have to go through PG in the semis, but this was one of the. In fact, 
in the limited research I did, which was not uh, real exhaustive, they might be the only team in this bracket that has scored more goals than they've given up. I feel like Syracuse might be a team to keep an eye on here in the C division. Yeah, sort of a product. The RPI is sort of a product of their their region as well. They play in the region with Weber, Davis, who are both A teams, and then Fremont, who's just on the cusp of the B. And so, similar to Pleasant Grove, they play in a tough region, but you know have taken their lumps. Uh, Tate Craig leads them. Great little player, uh, you know. So lots of talent, and yeah, that that semifinal matchup between those two teams could be really exciting. And even before that, you look at like a team like Harriman, who um, you, you know is well coached. They're young. Uh, but this is a perfect opportunity that for them to come in and, and, and make a mark. You know, Tim, one of the things that you talked about was depends on which team you get. And in a, a C division, totally understandable that some teams might come in with making this their chance to, to turn around their season, end it on a high note. When you look at the teams in the C division, any sleepers that you think, you know, maybe come out of that first round could get an upset or two over the course of this tournament? Uh, you know, again, it's hard to t it's hard to have teams with with losing records. Uh, you know, talking about sleeper teams, but uh, no one really stood out. To be completely honest with you, maybe Harriman is, is probably what I would pick in in that regard. You know, like I said, they're young, but uh, these kids have been playing for a long time. You know, and they're they're a product of of splitting with Mountain Ridge. Uh, you know, you look at the Mountain Ridge team, and if if Mountain Ridge and Harriman were still together, well, you know, that's a top five squad for sure. So uh, probably Harriman would be my vote in that regard. Tim, I, I think you've probably said it, but uh, a pick. Who do you have winning this uh, C division? Uh, it's with a caveat. If Pleasant Grove comes out the way that they did against Olympus and not against Lone Peak, then I, I'm going to pick Pleasant Grove. All right. I'm going to roll with the Vikings as well. Uh, I think this is a team that, I mean, obviously a uh, tough region uh, and, and, you know, in some of those games, out of some of those games, but an opportunity here for them to end their season on a high note, taking away uh, C division. Uh, should be a fun tournament to follow. We're going to have that championship game for you uh, right here on kslsports.com and can't wait to bring that to you. Let's move on to the B division, Tim. And this is where it starts to get uh, really interesting. There was a team that I had kind of slated in as being in this B division, and they aren't. So we'll talk about that later. But top half of this bracket, we start off uh, Weber, the number one seed in this B division, taking on Roy. Just an excellent game. It's another region game. We Weber won both of these games, 12-9 and 11-6. So uh, pretty competitive. You know, those are those are excellent scores, not, not blowouts. And, you know, Ace Nichols uh, at Weber, just a stud of an athlete, 73 goals on the season, 49 assists. Um, he's actually going to take a PG year uh, next year and go play for one of the legendary coaches in lacrosse, Don Astarja, uh, back in Virginia. So an op excellent opportunity for him. It's one of those things, Dane, where, you, you know, you look and you say that a team plays each other three times, you know, usually it favors the person who lost. And so, you know, you got to look at Roy and, and maybe they like their chances. But I think Weber has really come on late in the season and, and I really like them. So I'd, I'd have to go with uh, Weber in this one. Yeah, Squish easily too. He, was, he made our all-name team uh, for the Weber Warriors last week. Uh, the 8-9 matchup, Box Elder at Northridge should be an interesting one as well. Yeah, you know these two teams on paper are pretty pretty close. Uh, Northridge eight and eight, Box Elder seven and eight. They they had a common opponent in Farmington. Uh, Farmington beat both of them. Um, but you know, just an excellent little matchup. You know, I I think uh, the home field advantage at Northridge is is real, and so I I think that I I would go with the Knights in this one. We've got uh, a team here that is one that certainly raised my eyebrows in the four seed. The Alta Hawks going to be hosting Ridgeline. Yeah, and, and Alta coming in ten and six on the season. Anytime you get ten wins in a season, you know that's considered a good season. Uh, you know, but you look at those six losses and, and who they came from were top teams. And so this team is very experienced. I, I featured uh, Coach Harobo on my podcast last week. Uh, just an excellent coach. He's been coaching since two thousand two at Alta. Uh, you know, he's made a couple stops around the league and at different schools, but. Uh, Alta, very experienced. Again, a, a team with lots of players who play club and have been playing a long time. Ridgeline, sort of a newer, newer program. And, and so, you know, Alta, clearly the favorite. And then a team here, Tim, that was right around the top 10 uh, through about halfway part of the season before having a, a disappointing second half as the number five seeded Wasatch Wasps will take on the East Leopards. These two teams played uh, in the regular season. Wasatch won 10 to 9 in overtime. 
And so I, I expect this game to be very similar. I think East will come out and, and really want to take revenge for that game. You know, Wasatch will want to come out and, and show them that that game was a fluke. And so uh, it'll be a great game. You know, you look at that 5-12, that's the common, that's the common matchup in March Madness for upsets. And so I think I'm not going to pick East. Uh, I think Wasatch will win, but I think it will be a fantastic game. Well, I'll tell you, you know, we talked about Weaver, the number one seed in this division. A uh, little bit of a drop-off between one and two in the B division is Riverton. Uh, coming in at that number two seed, they will host Salem Hills. Yeah, you know, Salem Hills, a team that uh, kind of snuck into this B bracket. Uh, you know, good for them. This is their first season in lacrosse, which is awesome. Um, these two teams played way, way back when, Dane, on March 19th. Uh, you know, Riverton won that game 19-2. I, I expect a similar result in this one. And when I say drop off, I mean in regards to the RPI. Weber was right on the edge of that A division. I didn't mean that in terms of any comparativeness, Weber and Riverton, but the RPI felt like there was a differentiator uh, there between the 16 and 17 seeds. We'll move on. Westlake, the number seven seed out of region four, and they will host the Lehigh Pioneers in the first round. What a great game for, for these two schools, right? Westlake, uh, split off from Lehigh probably four or five years ago. I don't believe any of the team, the kids on Westlake's uh, current team were on that Lehigh high school team, but through the youth league, they definitely were. So just a fun little regional uh, game right there. You know, Westlake, the, these two these two teams played on March 9th. Uh, you know, Westlake won 22 to six. Um, both teams have obviously improved, but you know, Westlake's the, the definite favorite. And then how about Skyview, the number three seed in the B division, taking on the Maple Mountain Golden Eagles? I love this matchup because of the geography, right? Mountain, Ma Maple Mountain has to travel clear to Skyview, about as far north as you can get. Uh, Maple Mountain, one of the most southern teams we have. And so that alone uh, should make this an interesting game to see how they handle that. Uh, they have a common opponent in Ridgeline. Maple Mountain lost to them, and, and Skyview beat them. You know, Skyview, the number three seed in the B bracket. So I, I definitely think Skyview wins maybe maybe a six or eight goal game here. And then our final first round matchup in this B division, a team I think you got to keep an eye on. They play a lot of teams tight. The number six seeded Bountiful Braves will host Copper Hills. Bountiful is a great team. They're coached by Pete Jordan, a, a Bountiful alum. Uh, Cam Redmond is an assistant coach who played at the University of Utah, who I know pretty well. These two teams are very evenly matched. Despite being the 6 and 13 seed, you, you know, if you look at their stats, Bountiful scoring 11 goals per game, giving up eight. Copper Hills is scoring nine and allowing nine. And so they're very, they're very com uh, comparable on paper. Uh, you know, both teams are nine and seven. Honestly, Dane, I, I'd pick Bountiful just because I've seen them more, uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if Copper Hills won. Tim, when you look at this B division, any surprises to you as you saw how the RPI shook out here? Weber is a little bit of a surprise. They, they had been tracking at that 14, 15, 16 slot. And so when the bracket came out, that was the first thing that, that I noticed, um, you know, and so the question I always get is, would you rather be the one seed in the B bracket or the 16 in the A? You asked it last night, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And, and so I, I still don't have a great answer for you, to be completely <laughs> honest. Uh, you know, you look at a team like Weber, hasn't had a ton of success over the years. And so maybe this is the best spot for them, where you look at Skyline, who's won a championship back in 2005. Maybe the A bracket is, is more their speed. Um, you know, and so that was one surprise. I know that there's nothing that can be done about this thing, but I don't love a region game as the, as your first round matchup. I think that's weird. Uh, obviously, that's just how the cookie crumbled in this case. But that's another thing that stood out to me. You know, Roy's sitting there going, man, we got to play Weber again. Right. Or they're sitting there going, yeah, we get to play Weber again because they've lost twice. Uh, you know, I really like that eight nine game with Northridge box elder. And then the game we just talked about, Bountiful Copper Hills. As far as a sleeper. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see like Wasatch in that final game. It wouldn't surprise me to see Westlake in that final game. In years past, when we've used the RPI in this B bracket, it is the most competitive. You know, like I was saying last night, it's kind of the top of that bell curve. It's the teams that are most similar to each other. We've seen number six seeds get to the championship game. We've seen number four seeds win it. And so really anything's possible, Dane. And, and that's the beauty of the B bracket. You know, one of the things I, I was going to ask you about sleepers, and I, I mean, one of the things I think the RPI, I don't want to say it misses on, it just doesn't really compensate for, are some of those close matches. I mean, because we talk about a Wasatch team that really, 
uh, I don't want to say they had Farmington on the ropes, but that game is competitive uh, in deep in the fourth quarter. And this is a Farmington team that didn't lose this year. We'll see where they kind of landed with all of this here in just a few minutes. But that Wasatch team has shown they can play with the best of the best. You look at an Alta team that this is one of the top defenses, uh, certainly of the teams in the B division. And so, you know, coming in at a four seed, that kind of surprised me a little bit. Some of the matches that they uh, played in that were tight, maybe they don't get credit for that because it just comes across as a loss and affects a winning percentage. So I do feel like this uh, division has some depth in terms of teams that can be legit contenders. And and that's the fun part about it, right? And, and you know, people say, well, why do you even have a B bracket? Why do you even have a C bracket? But I think this is why we have a B bracket. It's competitive games. It gives these programs an opportunity to go and win a championship. Uh, I, I won't call it the state championship. I believe that that's reserved for the, the division A bracket winner. Uh, but but to go out there and compete, right? And and that's what uh, you know athletics are all about: going out there, competing, uh, just playing that next game, and and that's the beauty of the B bracket. Tim, I, I got to ask you. I, I understand someone hit you up and asked you the question: Could we have uh, every division one by a region four team? And uh, this would probably be the division that is is maybe at risk of that. How do you like Westlake with their matchup and their path here? Is that possible? You know, that would mean a first round win over Lehigh, which I predicted would happen. Um, you know, you look at the rest of that bracket going up against Riverton, I, I probably would pick Westlake. Uh, you start to get into the, you know, 3-6 game, you know, Westlake Bountiful, I think would be a fantastic game. Uh, if if there was a team, yeah, like you're, like you're saying, this would be the tricky one. Uh, like I said, though, Dane, anything's possible. It wouldn't surprise me to see a 10 seed in there. I don't think it'll be Lehigh, but with that, with this B bracket, then anything is possible. And, and so, yeah, um, having that region win every bracket would certainly make for interesting, uh, interesting banter moving forward. As if region four needed more of that. And, and somewhere Kevin Garnett is smiling with, with anything is possible. Uh, Tim, who is your pick? Who do you have coming out and winning the B division? Um, I've seen Weber play several times. Like I said at, at the beginning, I think that they're trending in the right direction at the right time. Uh, so it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me to see them. Alta is extremely well coached, and and I you know like we've talked about Wasash. So I would say probably one of those three teams would be uh, would be my pick. If if at the end of the day I had to, I'm going to go with coaching experience. That's kind of where I would lean. And so in that case, it would be number four Alta. Coach Aroba has been part of several championships. He's won three as a head coach with Brighton, was an assistant coach when Brighton won it in 2011, I believe, uh, maybe 2010. And so, uh, you know, he's been to big games. He's played in big games. Uh, he's coached in all those big games. And so I'd, I'd have to pick Alta. Man, Tim, I thought I was going to sneak one past you there. I thought you were going to go elsewhere. I, I was going to ride with Alta as well. Uh, talk about their scoring defense. They just do not give up a lot of goals. And you see the way that they play. Every game is tight. Uh, I, I, I tend to lean with defense, so I'll, I'll lean with the Alta Hawks as well. Well, now we'll move on to the, the meat and uh, the A bracket. This is the one that everyone's been interested in. And obviously, I think everyone kind of knew before things came out, Corner Canyon going to be the number one seed. Indeed, that is the case, as they will host the Skyline Eagles, who got that 16 seed here in the first round of the A division. It's... It's not really an interesting matchup, to be completely honest here. Uh, Corner Canyon should roll pretty easily. I was surprised to see Skyline in that 16 seed. Um, it's not that they don't belong. I just, I think, you know, I've seen a couple other games. I, I was at their Farmington game. I was at their Highland game last night. Um, there wasn't a lot there that really impressed me that, that really makes this, makes me think that this game would, would uh, you know, be close. Corner Canyon has been demolishing people. Uh, I, I don't see this one being any different. Two thousandth of a point away from Skyline being that number one seed in the B division. That was the separation that got them in this A division. Our 8-9 matchup, oh man, Tim, this is a good one. Fremont, the number nine seed, heading to take on the Cavemen of American Fork. An excellent, excellent opportunity for Fremont to finally travel south of Davis High School. They've, they've stayed up in the northern part of the state this entire season. Uh, the RPI sent them almost as far as they could go away from Fremont. And so an excellent test for them. Now you look at these teams on paper, you look at some of their best wins. American Fork beat number two Park City earlier in the season. Uh, 
Fremont's best win is number 16 Weber. And so, you, you know, you kind of look at that uh, Fremont, their only losses have come to Davis. They lost to them twice. I just don't feel that they've been tested the way that American Fork has. You look at American Fork, they've, they've played Corner Canyon twice. They played Lone Peak twice. They've played Park City. They've played uh, Pleasant Grove twice. They played Westlake twice. These are all teams that I feel uh, kind of pass the eye test. And, and where Fremont, you know, their biggest competition has been Weber or Davis. And, and they lost to Davis twice. And so even though it's, it's crazy, Dane, because even though they're the 8-9 matchup, you sit there and say that this should be the most competitive game. I, I think American Fork wins this game easily. I'll tell you that second Fremont Davis game, one point game. Fremont got up, still lost it. The, I will talk about surprises. The surprise to me, AF at eight. How does that happen? But uh, we'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, we move on. Our four seed, the Olympus Titans. They were number two heading into uh, the RPI being locked down. They dropped a couple spots with that uh, last night of the season loss to Park City. They are the four seed, and they will host a familiar opponent, an opponent they played earlier this year, the Tintview Thunderbirds. Yeah, Olympus won that game 13-8. to eight. Uh, They have a common opponent in, in Brighton. Um, Olympus beat them. Tintview lost to them. I really like this matchup. I, I think Tintview plays just a, a, nice, a nice style of lacrosse. And so it'll be exciting to see uh, these two teams. I, I feel they're very similar, right? They, they don't have a ton of size on the offensive end. They're kind of all the same height and weight, right? You kind of just have clones of each other. And then, uh, you know, great, great goalies, great defenses. You know, Dane, it wouldn't surprise me if this game was, you know, seven, eight, eight, nine, somewhere below that 10 goal range. Um, you, you know, it's just exciting. However, I will say uh, watching, I've watched Olympus's past two games. They beat Brighton last Friday to, to win the region. It was 16 to two, it was 10 to one at halftime. A phenomenal game. If, if they play that way, against Timview, Timview doesn't have a chance. Now, if you look at Olympus, the way that they played last night, Timview certainly has a chance and, you know, could easily come away with a, a win here. It should be a good one. That Timview team, man, they've been so close in so many contests. You think an overtime loss to Mountain Ridge, uh, that, that is certainly a first round matchup to keep an eye on. How about a pair of teams coming in our 5-12 that are not 6A, not 5A, Green Canyon gonna host the Waterford Ravens. Yeah, you know, for those who are new to lacrosse, Waterford has a long history of being great at it. <laughs> and so uh, to those in the lacrosse community, seeing Waterford there at the number 12 seed is, is not a surprise. Um, you, you know, there, there could be people watching, hopefully, that, uh, you know, have never even heard of Waterford. Uh, small school out in Sandy, excellent lacrosse. Their head coach, Jack Matthews, played at Rutgers, uh, comes from a long line of lacrosse players, went to one of the most famous high school lacrosse programs in the country at, at Gilman. Uh, you know, just coached fantastically. Their assistant coach is fantastic. Just top to bottom, they, they run a great program. And so that's why you see this small, small school uh, competing, you know, in this top A, a division bracket. Similarly for Green Canyon, they are a 4A school. Uh, so, so one of the smaller ones up there in, in uh, Cache Valley. But again, excellent coaching. Coach Oldham has, has uh, been coaching for a long time. He's actually won the B bracket, the B division several years ago when he was coaching at Skyview. So uh, just an excellent, excellent matchup. These two teams played in the regular season. Green Canyon won 15 to 10. And, and here's what you're going to watch with this one. Waterford uh, is traditionally very methodical. Um, they, they take their opportunities when they come. Uh, they're very fundamentally sound, where Green Canyon uh, is very physical. And, and so this is what this come, game comes down to. It's really what this game come down, comes down to for every Waterford game. What's going to win, you know, brains or, or, or brute strength. And so that, that, that'll be fun to watch. Again, another 5-12 matchup that isn't really clear um, on, on paper. Well, I'll tell you, we moved to the bottom end of the bracket. And, and Tim, man, usually you do all that work to get to a number two seed. And how do you get rewarded? You get the Lone Peak Knights who gave Corner Canyon a run in a uh, last game of the year loss. Lone Peak, the number two seed, will host, or Park City, the number two seed, will host Lone Peak. Look, Dane, after last night watching Park City, I, I've watched their last two games in person. Uh, any other time of the season, you may think that this would be a great matchup, but I, I think that Park City is just peaking at the right time. They're playing phenomenal lacrosse. It's fundamentally sound. Uh, they're having contributions all over the field. 
And so, you know, it's, it's an exciting matchup. I will say, though, uh, with Lone Peak having Garrett Haas and, and Lou, uh, Lou Tucker, fantastic players, right? The, the second that Haas gets his hands free, it's going in. Uh, it's a fantastic shooter, fantastic player. And, and so uh, that'll really be the key for the Miners. You know, these two teams played in the first game of the season. Uh, Park City won that game 21-18. Uh, so it's kind of a shootout. Uh, I, I don't think this one will be a shootout, but, uh, you know, you, you got to go with the number two seed. You got to go with Park City at home, uh, despite Lone Peak being a, a great team. And Bo Hawthorne plays like he did against Olympus. It's going to be tough for anyone to beat the Miners. He was on fire. How about a 7-10 matchup coming at you? Juan Diego, the 10 seed, heading to take on Mountain Ridge. When the RPI was first released back in the, the 1st of April, Juan Diego was the team that everyone kind of scratched their head at. Um, Juan Diego has a history of being great at lacrosse, um, a, a little bit down this year. But then you sit there and go, well, geez, they've only lost twice, right? Uh, they, they've lost to Waterford and they lost to Farmington, number three Farmington. And, and so, you know, you look at their record and go, well, well, they deserve to play, <laughs> right? And so it's funny, their best win is number 12 Waterford. Their best loss is number 12 Waterford, <laughs> right? Um, these both teams are 14 and two. Uh, but when you look at those two losses, like I said, Juan Diego's are Farmington and Waterford. Mountain Ridge's two losses, number one, Corner Canyon, number two, Park City. And so, you, you know, you kind of start looking at that. You look at Mountain Ridge's schedule. It's far tougher than Juan Diego's. I, I got to give the edge to the Sentinels. We move, uh, we've talked about Farmington a couple times and, and we haven't talked about Farmington. We'll do it right now. The number three seed, Farmington Phoenix, will host the Brighton Bengals in the first round of the A division. These two teams played at the beginning of the season. Farmington won that game 10-8. Um, Farmington was up, uh, I want to believe, like 10-4, 10-2, something like that late in the game, and, and Brighton kind of came back. Uh, Farmington played that, started that game without two of their starters who are now uh, some of their leading scorers, and so that's something to consider. Uh, you know, again, though, this was months ago, Dane, right? Both teams have, yeah. have improved significantly. And so I expect it to, to be a close game. You know, I had one coach tell me that Brighton probably had the easiest path to upset, um, you know, to get into the semifinals. I don't, I don't know that I agree with that, but um, I, I think this one will be closer than the 30-14 seed probably should be. Uh, they both beat Bountiful. They beat, both beat Skyline in the regular season. So I expect a great game. It should be a great game. And, and that Farmington team, I'll tell you, they are they are they have that kind of sneaky feel about them where it's like, I don't want to say they fly under the radar because they've been, you know, top five for a majority of the year. But that bunch, it's it's a I've got a lot of depth, a lot of guys that can step up on any given night. And uh, undefeated year for Farmington. They'll try to keep that going here in the playoffs. Our final first round matchup, the six eleven matchup, Davis the sixth seed hosting the Bingham Miners. Davis sneaking in at the sixth seed, you know, they won their region. Um, I say sneaking in because similar to Fremont, because they're in the same region, they haven't played a tough, tough schedule, right? Uh, they, their, their worst loss is to number two, Park City, uh, who just came down and, and kind of throttled them, to be honest. Uh, you know, their best win is number number nine, Fremont. They beat them twice. And so it'll be interesting. They're the sixth seed, you know, they're, they're the favorite, um, you know, going up against the Bingham team, which uh, Bingham – Getting in at the 11 is probably a little bit of a surprise. They, they really haven't played anyone. Uh, they, their first game was against Park City, and that's the toughest team that they played. And then after that, Dane, it's, it's a significant drop-off in their schedule. And so I don't feel that they've been tested enough to, to go and beat Davis. Davis is a good program. Um, and so in, in this case, I'd, I'd have to pick uh, you know Davis to, to move on. Well, they've got a big physical uh, attack man do the Davis starts and, and going to be tough to slow him down. Interesting, a bunch of interesting first round matchups. I mean, as I was going through this, a lot of teams that have two, three losses going head to head, we typically don't see that in first rounds. It's It kind of is what makes this A division fun. So I don't want to say there's any sleepers, but if there's a team that could give Corner Canyon a run, uh, Tim, who would you say that is in this A division? The easy choice is Park City. Um, just with the way that they're playing, they're coached well. Coach Persky is, uh, you know, a New Canaan Connecticut transplant. New Canaan, a, a famous high school program. Uh, you know, their their assistant coach is Cam Hyde, who I actually met by selling him a fishing net, um, of, of all things. Um, you know, he's their assistant coach, and he played at Johns Hopkins, one of the most historic programs in all of college lacrosse. And so they're just smart with the ball. 
Um, I don't, I'm not certain that they have the physical talent to match up with Corner Canyon. Um, and, you know, that'll, time will tell on that one. The team that does have the physical uh, capabilities to keep up with, with Corner Canyon is American Fork. And so it'll be interesting to see how American Fork kind of comes out and plays in this first round game against Fremont, you know, and then you look you look to the next round and if those two teams advance, then then they would play each other. And again, it goes back to if we look at that quarterfinal round, Corner Canyon versus American Fork, that would be their third matchup of the season. And again, if you believe in that whole theory that the third game's the toughest, then, you know, American Fork will give Corner Canyon a run for their money and, and we won't have to wait till the finals. We'll, we'll see it in the quarterfinals. Well, I, I went to that second matchup, Corner Canyon and AF, and it was competitive for, I, I think, most of the first quarter. And then Corner Canyon just kind of turned it on, and you could see AF just didn't quite have a response that night. But if there's one thing I know, I don't think a lot of Corner Canyon people are going to be real thrilled with having to play the Cavemen for that third time. And in the second round, that was the thing to me that was maybe the most surprising in seeing some of these seedings and the way that it shook out. We talked a little bit about Lone Peak. Felt like they were always kind of 16, 17 for a majority part of the year, and they, they jumped to the 15 where, where they're kind of more solidly in. I thought some of the seedings were surprising to me, Tim. Anything that kind of uh, surprised you when you started to look through the, the bracket here? Uh, again, number 11, Bingham. I, I didn't feel that they would be that high. They didn't track that high in any of the in any of the previous RPIs, so to have them sneak in there is a little high to me. Uh, you know, Dane, to be honest, I don't know that it matters. The, the reality is, is that once you get into the playoffs, it's it's about winning and losing, um, you, you know. And so every game in this A division is going to be tough. There's there's no gimmies. Um, you yeah. know, you could argue that maybe Corner Canyon has a gimme, but the rest of the teams don't. You you have to show up. You have to win the, your next game. And, and, and to be honest, Dane, that's how it should be, right? You shouldn't have, you know, the four seed – getting a cakewalk in, in the first round. And, and we don't have that. All of these games should be competitive. You know, there's some clear favorites, obviously, but I certainly expect all of these teams to come out and, and play their best. And, and we should see just some fantastic games here in the first round. I know you talked about a coach mentioned Brighton, Tim, but if you had to pick a double digit seed to keep an eye on for a potential run to a semifinal or a championship, who would that be? Um, I, I think it would be probably Brighton. Um, you, you know, if you look at their path, uh, not a lot of teams know about Farmington. And, and so they're kind of unsure. I know all about Farmington. I live in Farmington. I coach Farmington. Uh, so, so I don't see it. But, uh, you, you know, the rest of the lacrosse community probably would see that uh, as the team. Um, it's unfortunate for Lone Peak. They would be my second choice. But again, going up against Park City, uh, that's a tall task, Dane. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a uh... That was the one to me. It was like, and, and it's not easy for Park City either. I, I think that's going to be a good test for them. That Lone Peak team, uh, I, I think better than their record. And uh, to be a 15 seed, I mean, that's certainly not a, an easy first round matchup, but Park City is playing really well right now. Uh, Tim, do you dare go with anyone other than Corner Kane to win this, this division? Definitely not. All right. Me either. They are just, <laughs> they're just too good. They, they've shown it, uh, you know, game in and game out. Even in, in their close games, they, they still have find a way to win, which is what you need out of a championship team. You, you look at their coaching staff and it's unreal. Um, you, you know, there's, there's coaches who have won division, uh, you know, top tier titles. Uh, you look at Coach Holmes, who's won at Juan Diego. Uh, you know, you look at Coach Ika, who's been around for a long time, just a fantastic game. What he what he does well is actually manages his assistant coaches. Uh, there are so many personalities on that sideline, and he gets them all the mesh because he's in charge. And and it's actually fun to watch. They, they have uh, Josh Stout coming to practices. They have legends like Walker Bateman, Jeff Braska. Just, I mean, Dane, the years of experience on that coaching staff is phenomenal. And they've all coached out of the state. They've all coached in club, you know, some have coached in college. Like it, it's incredible to just the amount of experience. And, and so you're not going to coach Corner Canyon now on the on the field with the players who, you know, who actually win the game. Uh, you're going to have trouble uh, defending John King. You're going to have trouble defending Mason Quick. Uh, Eric Nelson, one of my favorite players, is just so sneaky uh, that, you know, he has he gives teams fits and it's fun to watch, to be honest with you. Uh, now, do I think that they're going to go out and score 20 goals a game in, in the playoffs? I don't think they will. You know, we see a tendency that these playoff games have lower scoring games, which is fine. But, man, I'd be shocked if, if uh, you know, we find that they're down in a game and, and they don't come back to win. I'd, I'd be shocked. 
I just feel like their versatility, man. I mean, if you want to pack the inside, that's fine. They'll, you know, snipe it from 15, 12, 15 yards out. And if you want to come out and man up, then, then they'll just beat you with their speed. It is a tough, tough matchup for anyone in this A division to try to deal with Corner Canyon. It'll be fun to see if they can deal with that pressure, that expectation. Undefeated season on the line. They and Farmington, the only two that have not lost. And one of those teams will have to lose at some point uh, by the end of it as we crown a champion. We do want to remind you we will have semifinals and championships for you in both the A and B divisions and the C championship for you as well right here on kslsports.com. Tim, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Any final thoughts you have on the A, B, or C brackets here as we get ready to get our postseason underway? It's a bittersweet time of year. You always hate to, to see the regular season end, uh, but you got to love looking at some of these matchups. You got to love that that now, you know, everything's on the line and, it, and it'll be interesting to see who comes out and proves me wrong. That's what I want to see. I want to see these teams prove me wrong, Dane, uh, you know, and, and I would love it. And, and at the end of the day, I just want the best competition possible. And, and I think we have that here. There are a few exceptions that, you know, a couple of head scratchers. But at the end of the day, uh, the teams who are supposed to be in the A bracket are in the A bracket. You know, the teams that fit in the B bracket are in the B bracket. You know, you could argue with their placements. But at the end of the day, I, I think that the, those are correct. You look at that second round for the A bracket, Dane, and there there could be some just phenomenal matchups, right? You have Corner Canyon, American Fork. We talked about that. Olympus Green Canyon would be an excellent game. Park City Mountain Ridge would be a great rematch. They played last Saturday. And then you look at Farmington Davis. Uh, they, and that's a great little rivalry game. Uh, you know, Farmington essentially broke off from Davis. Uh, a couple years ago, the the seniors on Farmington's team played at Davis their freshman year, and so you know that that's of course assuming there's no upsets. But uh, I'm just excited. I, I can't wait. Should be a, a great couple weeks of lacrosse. Well, Tim, we want to thank you so much for joining us. You've been a, a great addition in our lacrosse coverage, and excited to have you continue with us through the remainder of the season. We as we take you to champions in our A, B, and C divisions. For Vince Francis and Tim Haslam, my name is Dane Stewart. Thank you for joining us and follow playoff coverage of lacrosse right here on Game Night Live Rewind, presented by Hadamun Associates and brought to you by the Utah Army National Guard.